This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Brandon Tierney, Sal Licata back on the fan. Hey, listen in Friday at 1 p.m. for a chance to score a holiday golf getaway courtesy of Visit Florida. If you win, you and three friends get a three-night stay at Sawgrass Marriott Golf Resort and Spa, plus your choice at a round of golf at either TPC's Sawgrass Stadium course or Dyes Valley. This is courtesy of Visit Florida, who wish you happy holidays. So we got that. Stay tuned for that Friday at 1 o'clock. Let's get back to the phones, BT. I know we've touched on a lot here with the Jets and Rodgers and his future with the Giants and DeVito and Kayvon and, of course, Yamamoto, as we would hope to get a decision this week on where Yoshinobu Yamamoto, the prized possession of free agency this offseason, where he lands. AJ is in Lincroft. What's up, AJ? Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Um, hey. I hear you guys talking about, uh, you know, getting rid of Rodgers and, you know, drafting a uh, a quarterback, you know, I, I do agree to an extent, but going into next year, I believe the priority is simple. It's signing a free agent wide receiver, not dra- not trying to trade for Devontae Adams. I think they'll give away too much. I think you could sign T. Higgins, you could sign Mike Evans. Those guys are very good and could compliment Wilson. Yep. Uh, as far as drafting a QB goes, we can't develop them. We can't draft a quarterback early. We can never develop them. We always fail. I, I would run a back of Rodgers one more year focus on offensive linemen, and maybe try to uh, direct it to be late. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's an option. Um, you know, the whole QB late thing seems appealing because we see other teams do it. But, I mean, I've got, I've got no confidence in their ability, number one, to identify the right one and then to properly coach them up. Well, if that's the case, then don't you think that Joe Douglas and Robert Sala need to go? Yes. Right, and that's the point. So it's not about... Well, as the caller just said, we can never draft one and develop one. Yeah, that's because you're drafting the wrong guy and have the wrong people here to develop them. You're right. You can never do it, meaning you got to figure out the right people who can do it. How about, for starters, not a defensive head coach for a change? I mean, my God. It's, it's, it's Sal, it's, it's bordering on insanity. I mean, we're just sitting here hoping for something different. It's just, boy, it's, uh, it's, it's it feels hopeless, doesn't it? Uh, well, I mean, I could understand why you would say that. I, I I think that anything could change if you bring in the right people. Like, for me, 
The one thing, now I love Mike Tomlin, the idea of him being available, which I'll believe it when I see it. So, you know, look at Tomlin, of course, Belichick. I don't think either would be realistic options necessarily for the Jets for different reasons. But I know with certainty, BT, that there are certain guys out there that just wouldn't fail. Jim Harbaugh is one of them. With certainty, he's a guy that will turn this program around the way Bill Parcells did. That's what they need. He's a guy who has succeeded at every single level, every stop he's been at as a head coach. Go get Harbaugh and then let him decide on what to do. I'm not saying you got to make him the general manager as well, but certainly have a strong input and have him work with somebody, a collaborative effort, on picking the next quarterback and developing him, drafting and developing him. Not just that, but the team as well. And if you want to have Aaron Rodgers part of that for a year, fine. But I need a known commodity that I know will get the Jets out of this mess. Not a first-time head coach, not a defensive guy. Go get Harbaugh. Yeah, and I I think that Rodgers, I think he'd want to play for Harbaugh. I mean, you saw the video of him just shaking his head yesterday. Did you see that? Yes. I mean, you'd want to talk about a, a just... Uh... Boy, a raw look into what every Jet fan and I'm sure what every Jet player is thinking. He just showed the entire world. Now, he didn't know it was being filmed. It was just an organic reaction. But I'm so happy that's out there. Like, I know that he's committed to Hackett, but he also has to understand that he's got a finite window to play. You know, he's not 33. It's 40. And, you know, maybe it's not appealing because Harbaugh comes in with a different system. I get that. And with Hackett, there's familiarity and past success. But I would think, I think we're shortchanging, I think, Rodgers' desire to win over his, or I should say his commitment to Hackett over his desire to win. I think the man wants to win more than he just wants to be around Hackett. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any way you have Aaron Rodgers without Nathaniel Hackett next year. Adam is calling from South Jersey. What's up, Adam? What's up, guys? How are you? I always seem to get through on the best days after the best jet days, let me tell you. <laughs> um, you know, it's hysterical. BT, I, I remember I, you know, you, me and Tiki talked about this last year, and I called at the Dallas game in which Sal hung up on me saying about the coaching mm. staff and how success is very tied to them and their lack thereof. And I'm going to say it again. Everybody has to go. Listen. When you're a GM and you're building a team, the two most important things, what are the two most important things? A quarterback and an offensive line, right? Mm-hmm. Massive fail all the way around. I'm not exonerating Zach. Zach is bad. But a coaching staff makes a bad quarterback, Zach Wilson. It makes a great quarterback only a good quarterback. It makes an average guy a bad guy. You know, I love Aaron Rodgers as much as you do, Sal. I really do. Mm-hmm. I watch his career. I think the guy is phenomenal. But Woody has got to go to him and say, listen, man, I'm cleaning it out. Everybody's going. The reason he likes Hackett's system is not because of his success with Hackett and that he likes Hackett's play calls. No, it's because he knows it in and out, and he changes it. You know, I went back and looked at Well, he won two MVPs, though, in it. I mean, he he does like it because of what it is. You know why? But but you know why? Not because of Hackett's play calling. Because he knows the system so well that he changes the play 75% of the time to what his eyes see. That's why he likes it, because he can change to anything. It has nothing to do with Hackett's ability to call plays, because in case you guys haven't seen this year, he throws stuff against the wall. There is well, no game plan. And also you know, Denver. Also in Denver, thank you for the call, Adam, when he was the head coach, he's done nothing. So, uh, you know, and look, I know people reference Blake Bortles. We talked about this before, but 
I think Aaron Rodgers just loves Hackett so much, BT, that he's going to be here as long as Aaron Rodgers is here. I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure about that. I think Rodgers is, I think he's smarter than he is stubborn. I think so. I think so. And there is no way, you know, a football genius can be watching this and remotely prepared to stake whatever remains of his career on, on I, I, I don't know. I just, I think it's been so bad that I think that Rodgers, I think he might have a change of heart. Yeah, But I do believe that Woody's got to be the impetus behind this. Like, you've got to have the gumption to sit him down. You know, you you can't be just uh, on his jock to the point where you let him do whatever he wants. Like, Woody's the boss, and Woody's got to communicate. I don't think he will, but he's he should communicate. Not good enough. Unacceptable. We're making changes. Hopefully you're with us. There's one. And, I'm yeah, sorry. Go ahead, no, no, go ahead, I was going to say there's one boss at one jet strive, and that's number eight. I mean, I know you say that. Well, look at Garrett Wilson yesterday on the sideline. Is he talking to his coaches? No, who did he go over to to complain? Aaron Rodgers. You, you know what the most damning part of that is? Solo standing right there, yep. not doing anything. Nothing. I mean, come on, dude. It's, it's pathetic. They they need look. The owners shouldn't even be the the owners should be giving the people that run football what they need to be given to have success. Yeah, he shouldn't even be. Well, Rodgers has to go talk to Woody. No. It should be he's the president of the baseball uh, football operations. Go talk to him. That's what I'm saying. And now I know certain circumstances the owner's going to get involved, of course. But ultimately, hire somebody who you trust to be the head of the organization. Then hire a competent head coach. And I don't think the Jets have done either of those two things, which makes no. me think Rodgers is the leader here. I mean, hopefully McAfee asks some stuff about. I mean, how do you have Aaron Rodgers on every week? And unless I miss that, don't you think that tomorrow's got to be a deep dive? On the future of the team, hundred percent. It's gotta be. Like, do you even want to be here anymore? Yeah. You know, why? Well, do you regret a- coming here? Do you believe in the staff? I mean, what if they make changes? Yes. Where would you be? I would. I would assume that they're going to get to that. Not, and also probably start with, are you going to play? You know, obviously this. Of course, yeah. No, you start with that. Yeah. Danny is calling from Roslyn. What's up, Danny? Yeah. Hi. How you doing, guys? Hey, Dan. What's up, Danny? Um. Now, this is primarily for you. I mean, you've been the prognosticator that. Uh, that Yamamoto is going to the Mets and Steve is paying the most money. Uh, I'd like to know where Steve's history is, where he did pay the most money for the big free agent out there. Scherzer and Verlander. I don't remember one. Scherzer Scherzer and Verlander for starters. All right, right, that's a little different. Those are two-year contracts. No, hold on a second. Hold hold on on a second. You just just asked me – you don't. You asked me to give you an example of when Steve Cohen paid the most money for free agents, and I just gave you two All without right. even thinking, and now you're dismissing I meant, that. I meant a long-term deal on a top-end free agent. That's, that's a bad, it's a bad comparison. Uh, Brandon Nimmo? I mean, uh, he could have Romuto. He could have George Springer. Why isn't Clay Bellinger in the Met outfield right now? If money doesn't mean anything. They, they don't want Clay Bellinger. about Steve. Is it his money or Cody Bellinger? There've been there've been rich owners before. Can't curse. I mean, geez. Oh my goodness He's, gracious! He, 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 this is a guy. Oh, yeah, I mean, this is a guy who's. <laughs> he, now we had to dump him because he cursed. Yeah, yeah. This is a guy who's saying, "BT." The quote was, "I don't know which part got dumped, other than the f word that he said to me." Yeah. He, 
He said, quote, Steve Cohen isn't spending his money. Can someone educate this guy on Steve Cohen having the highest payroll in the history of the sport? I mean, Jesus. If you want to say he doesn't win, that's a different story. They haven't won. Okay, outside of the 101-win season when they made the playoffs. How can you say he's not spending his money? You can't. I mean, that that's just factually incorrect. The thing that I, I do believe, though, I don't mean pertaining to Yamamoto. He's going all in, obviously. He's doing whatever it takes to get him. I mean others. I do think that... There's going to be a, a pivot to his overall plan, or at least the – I think Met fans need to recalibrate a little bit. And, again, not about Yamamoto. He's different. He's one of one. He's 25. He's Japanese. You get the Japanese revenue stream. You need him. He's a, he's a pitcher. He's an ace. I mean, he, he's going all in. But I do think when Cohen was hired – or well, pardon me, when Cohen bought right. the team, that there was this association, whatever we want, we will get. And – and I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, and 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 now, if you don't get Yamamoto, it's not because Steve didn't try. Right. But I don't think that he's going to be as reckless as as others thought when he first took over, because Steve made his money by being smart, not by being cavalier. All right. Well, but would you want him to be reckless? No, but I I do listen. No, no, no. I don't. I don't think that, especially now when they're nowhere near a championship team. But. I like Bellinger more than you. Right. I get it. We could talk about hard hit rate and get into the the analytics, which are not over overly favorable. He had a two eighty one batting average with two strikes last year. He's a lefty who could play the outfield, who's got wheels, who could play first base if you ever traded Pete or whatever. Uh, and he's gonna hit bombs. And you know, and he's pretty much a quick twitch guy who's in his prime. I don't know why the Mets aren't even remotely connected to him. Like that to I me, just like you I, you I, need him. You I, need more. I just don't think he's a good player. See, I I see what you're saying, and I understand that. Yeah. I don't think that this is a case where it should just be, okay, well, like, like is Bellinger better than a lot of what the Mets have if he does what he did a year ago or, you know, at certain points in his career? Sure, I understand that. Okay. But but there is a point to be smart about it, and you shouldn't just spend money just to spend. You should be spending on quality pieces that you believe in, and I'm assuming that the Mets don't believe in Bellinger. By the way... You know, not only does Cohen have the highest payroll in the history of the sports where they put in a luxury tax threshold specifically to him, but he's also gone above and beyond in a player that he thought was the final piece last year in Carlos Correa. And it turned out, thank God they didn't get him because that would have been a disastrous contract, but Cohen was willing to go above and beyond. So the pivot to Bellinger, let's say, or Blake Snell, while they are top-tier free agents and would likely benefit the Mets at the very least in the short term. As a fan, as a Mets fan, I'm telling you, I don't want those guys. Yeah. That's not the right guy to me to go all in on. Otani, yeah. yes, they tried. No interest. Yamamoto, yes, they're trying. He may not choose them, but it's not their fault. They'll spend the money when they need to on what they believe in. No, no, I get that, but I think that you guys need somebody like Bellinger. Like to the, you know, when you, when you got past like number 5 or number 6 in the lineup last year, it was just it was it was imp- it was unwatchable. And I think there's something to be now. If he was like 33, you know, I'd say okay, he doesn't match up with the Mets timeline here. Understood. They're not ready to win a championship, and he's 33 or 34. It is an unnecessary risk. It's a sloppy move. But I still think you can straddle the fence and and be more aggressive without being reckless. I I got to be honest with you. I all the calls are about Cohen, which I understand, but I think that we probably need to focus more on Stearns. I believe that Cohen is giving him autonomy and and listening to him. Hey. 
what direction do we need to go? And, I, and I'm pretty sure that Stearns is saying, hey, boss, our system's brutal. We got to build it up. We got to get some depth. We've got to really stockpile some young assets. And if there's any angst over the Mets offseason so far, I, I think it's probably better to go with Stearns than Cohen. Steve is calling with Wood uh, from Woodbury. What's up, Steve? Hey, how you doing? What's up, Steve? So I'm a big Yankee fan, and let me tell you, um, Mets are not outbidding the Yankees on this guy with Yamanota. Yankees have so much money. They've been scouting this guy for like two years, and when they want someone, they're going to end up getting him. Uh, I mean, and then Mets fans are saying how, oh, he's going to go to a team that really has no stars. I mean, Lindor's a star. Alonso's a star. You're telling me Cohen's going to go out and get this guy and then not sign any other stars after this? The, the re- Met fans aren't saying that, by the way. That's reported that Yamamoto wants to go somewhere where he could be the guy. Now, I don't know if that means just the top star or the top uh, Japan star or top player from Japan uh, would be the star. I, I don't know the difference. But let's just say that that doesn't factor in. What makes you think the Yankees are going to outbid King Cohen for him? I think they will. I think. Oh, I'm asking you, right? I, I understand it, but I'm, I'm, I'm asking you what makes when it got cold. No, no, the same thing. No, no, but I'm asking you what makes you think that. Like, give me the reasons. Like, if you ask me why I think the Mets would do so, I could give you reasons. So I'm going to ask you to give me reasons why you think the Yankees, based on the way that they've operated, would outbid Steve Cohen for this guy. They would because they have the money. I mean, they're a billion dollar. Co- they don't have more money franchise. than Steve Cohen. I think they have more money than people. No, no, they they, they don't, though. I think they do. No, but they don't. They have a lot of money. And they haven't really spent a lot of money on guys anyway. I mean, come on, man. And it's like sitting here saying two plus two is five. You got to acknowledge facts. Cohen's the most affluent owner in sports. What are we doing? Hey, what, I mean, come on, man. You want to tell me the Yankees' revenue stream is more than the Mets? Yes, I think we all know that. You want to tell me their most recent valuation as an organization has is a higher number? Yes, we know that. But in terms of the owners' pockets, stop wasting everybody's time. Uh, that's what I don't understand, like, when people are denying the facts of the case. Like I said a million times, I'm not saying that he's coming to the Mets guaranteed. Mm -hmm. I know why the appeal would be there for the Yankees, but it's not going to be because of more money. Like, And then people, you want to knock Steve Cohen, fine. You can knock the results. You cannot knock him and his spending. Like, I don't understand what more you want to do. I think think it's unfair to knock him. I do. For the spending. Yeah, well, for really so far – I mean, yeah. I mean, well, you know I, how I feel about this. I agree. But, like, I guess if you wanted to criticize him for anything, you just say, yeah, well, he spent poorly on Verlander and Scherzer and the results haven't been there. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I, I still believe in him because I know he's going to fix it. Look at what he did at the deadline to pay people to go away so he could get prospects. Like, the idea that he isn't doing anything or not spending more than anybody else, it's, it's factually incorrect. we got to deal in some facts, no? No, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we give the Dodgers all this credit for coming up with that, even though some people think it may have been Otani with the suggestion. And by the way, did you see over the weekend that apparently Otani gave the Angels a chance to match the $700 million? Did you see that? I did not see that. And they turned it down? Is that true? Yes. So he wanted that? to stay there with the Angels? He gave them a chance to match it. They said no thanks. But but just, uh, yeah. Wow. I, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that surprised me. Just to finish my thought, though, about the deferral and, and with Cohen here, like, if we're going to sit here and give the Dodgers this this credit for this creative construction of a deal, 
that you've got to also give Steve Cohen credit for being, you know, having the vision, but also the the wherewithal and the stomach to get rid of those two aging Hall of Famers to restock the cupboards. I mean, that's something no one else has ever done, and it's an innovative move. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I gave him a lot of credit for that. I was talking with somebody in the organization last year, and that was, was it Mr. Met. That was yes, exactly. First, he flipped me off, and then we had a <laughs> nice conversation. But basically, that's what they were saying. Like, you have to think about the the future of where this is going. Like, he did something that hasn't been done before in paying. Guys who arguably could be productive, like the Rangers thought Max Scherz was going to be productive. Obviously, I thought otherwise. But yep. paying a guy who could be productive to go away to with a sunk cost, saving some money in the process, and getting prospects back. And obviously the same thing with Verlander, a guy who had Verlander still been here. You could argue the Mets could have made a better run at the postseason. You would argue he would be their opening day starter. You wouldn't even argue he would be their opening day starter this coming season. But they paid him to go away to get prospects back, which is just, it, it hasn't been done before. Using his money in ways other than free agency, not to mention the infrastructure of the organization, you know, building in the farm system and the pitching machines and all that stuff. Mm. Like, all now at some point, BT, I'm there. Like, he's got to get results, obviously. This can't go on five, six, seven years. No results. At some point, they have to happen. Last year, two years ago was great. Last year, a big step back. We're going to see what's happening from now on, but... I mean, to say that he doesn't spend is just ridiculous. He's recalibrating, and, and smart people do that. I mean, we could very easily be sitting here saying, geez, all right, so uh, Scherzer's out for half the year. Like, if Scherzer was still a Met. Oh, God. I mean, a guy's making $40 million a year. Imagine if he was still on the payroll and he couldn't pitch till July. Right. When like, you got it. You, you, you did what, what we just explained and what all Met fans know what he did, that what he did, and he's not here, which means – you're going to, in theory, have a more able, better body. The, the fact that they were able, I always said this, that's the greatest trade in Mets history. The fact that they were able to trade a guy who we knew wasn't going to be worth anything. I thought they were stuck with him. I didn't yeah, think they so had a choice. I. So did I. Who the hell would take him on? Not yeah. to mention you save whatever it was, $20 million, but I don't care if it was $5 million. I don't even care if you didn't save any money and just got prospects. They actually saved some money mm-hmm. and got prospects back. It was, it, look, it's a move you can't argue with, and you have to believe in the direction of Steve Cohen is he going to land Yamamoto? Who knows? But I know this. He's doing everything in his power to possibly make that the case. BT. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did I just hear a who knows? Now it's a who knows, though? I thought that it well, was coming to Queens. Well, I mean, I think I'm he is. Sure who knows? I think he's going to get him. Right, but, of course, is. I gave you the percentage before. All I mean, right. in my mind, it's 100%. But I know that in reality, you know, things can happen. you got to leave right. the door open a little bit. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Call of the Day with Brendan Tierney and Sal Licata on The Fan. Today's Call of the Day is brought to you by Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely, choose Ramsey Mazda. Larry is calling from East Isle. What's up, Larry? Fellas, let me tell you, electric. The both of you are electric. And Brandon, I'm with you. I am a clone of you. I don't know how you don't go after him. I don't know how you sit across them sometimes. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, Sal, I think it's Salah. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's yeah. a whole different story we're going to get into right now. I think it's egregious what went on this year. How do you think you could put Aaron Rodgers out in a product when you can't even block a high school team? You can't. I, I, I'm sorry. That's a fireable offense on its own that you sat here. You, because you started a few years ago, the defense came up quick, and you said, oh, no, no, no. You can't bypass it. Instead of Joe Douglas, who you know, you came from the Eagles. You built this team from the front line out. You come over here and go, wait, 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 we can get there quick. Let's make a move and, and go get Rodgers. Now, boys, Salah and Douglas should be fired for what they did. Now you can have Rodgers going, maybe I should retire. Maybe I shouldn't because Hackett's not going to be there. Because that clown doesn't know how to adjust for nothing. But, he, all seen it. but he's going to be here. That's the problem. I know. Who in their right mind wants Aaron Rodgers out there right now? You're saying I want him out, BT. He's going, I want him out there. Are you nuts? I do. He's I do. He's going Selfishly. to get run over. He's going to get run over, brother. Eh, you think right. this guy playing around? Yeah, but it's not a right. All right, there you have it, BT. Caller of the day. Been talking some Jets. A lot of a lot more Jet fans to Giant fans. And I understand that because Jet fans are frustrated. Giant fans, disappointing loss. But still, at least the future is in good hands here. And I thought we'd get a lot more DeVito hate today, and I'm glad that we haven't. He is going to be the starter the rest of the way. It was one bad game, and he wasn't even the, the worst part of it. The defense, to me, was the worst part of it. But I think the Giants are in good hands. The Jets, it's going to be up for debate on what they should do moving forward. Yeah, and that's what's disappointing about the Giants game yesterday. Like, you know, the DeVito stuff was... It was it, it, it started as a you know cute local story, and then the Packers game took it to another level. And then he got the national perspective, and, and there was a lot of love, and rightfully so. Yeah, maybe a little overshadowed the Italian stuff, and we, we hit that a million times. Mm-hmm. But he played so well that he forced himself into the into the equation and into the conversation. Now, listen, this, the Superdome is brutal. The Saints defense is really good. The Giants, there was basically a no, not as much of a, of a no-show as the Jets, but pretty much a no-show. Um, but I, I, th- I looked at that Giants defense, and... I, I was just I was really disappointed how how they just they just didn't they didn't man up man their season was they were given a lifeline like the Jets and they pretty much didn't show up and I look at this Giants defense you know five six maybe seven players as staples that you know when they do fix the old line a little bit when they do get better quarterback play or more consistent quarterback play you know they when, when they get some more explosive skill guys like 
the, the the shell of the team is is the defensive unit, and they they just got punked yesterday, and that's dispiriting. Yeah, and the fact that neither team really gave us a game because even the Giants, even though it was close, I never felt like they were going to win that game. Nope, nope. But neither team gave us a game to where we could extend it another week and have hope going into Christmas. Lawrence is calling from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. What's up, Lawrence? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. I was calling about the Jets and uh, Joe Douglas. This guy has done, you know, like effectively uh, nothing to better off the long-term situation for the Jets, I feel like. And as a Giants fan who has a, a little vested interest in not stinking up MetLife, uh, it's, uh, I can't, I got to have something happen here with uh, Joe Douglas. I'm, uh, we got to get, got to get the guy out of here. He's got to get fired. hundred percent. Got to go. He's not going to go. I don't, I don't think he's going to get fired. I, I really don't. I don't think he's going to get fired. And it pains me to even say that he should, but I, I do believe you just got to start over. I, th- this just ain't it. I mean, dude, can can they finish 500 for once? Like, how, no. so, like, come on. And he's at fault. And look, I know it's easy to say now about Joe Flacco, but I said get a quarterback the second Rodgers went down. Get a quarterback. Yeah. Flacco wasn't at the top of my mind, but look at what he's done off the couch. He's going to take the Cleveland Browns to the postseason with their defense. That could have and should have been the Jets, but guess what? Douglas sat on his hands, didn't do anything. The Jets stunk offensively all year long. By the way, I don't even know if Flacco would have been any good, certainly with this offense and the scheme and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it, but you should get it too. The the, the the losing is unacceptable, and it's to a level where it's non-competitive Again, every year it's the same stuff with this team. Every year. And the patience is gone. Like the Giant fan, you know, the Giants built up some equity with the fan base last year, okay? And the Jets, it was all it was all derived from hope and desperation. Nothing tangible. Like at least the Giant fan went into, I thought some of it was misguided. I did think the Giants would take a big step back. Maybe not this much, but take a, a fairly sizable step back. But at least the Giant fans in their own minds can reconcile, all right, we have two new people in charge, you know, and and here we go. We stepped out of the organization, something that they were clamoring for, for ownership to do, and ownership never did, and they did it, and it paid immediate dividends. So the Giant fan, while, you know, disenchanted with the results this year, at least they, they they can go back to last year. The Jet fan can go back to nothing. I think this is the worst season in the history of the Jets. I I, I honestly do. One in fifteen was brutal. Three and thirteen was brutal before that. Ninety nine when Vinny went down against the Pats in Week One was was different. A different kind of hurt. This is this is all time incompetence and. And ju- it's unfair. Like, it's the most devious script that you could possibly construct for a football fan. God. And, you know, they deserve better. We deserve better. But until they change it up, I, why would I expect? There's nothing that I've seen. I haven't seen that the general who promised us that he would fix the offensive line hasn't done it. The head coach, he's he's not a head coach, dude. It's just, it's just He's never going to be the right guy here. Maybe in Act 2 somewhere else, great. I don't want to give them a chance. I don't know if they will. And even if they keep the general manager and they point to the injuries and they decide to take a quarterback, the last quarterback he took, now they ruined them, but I I can't even sit here and say that Zach did well. He was awful. So we're going to trust that Douglas will pick the next quarterback properly now? Why? No. Uh, they things need to change. You you can't keep it the same, but they're going to. They're going to run it back and hope to take their shot at it again next year. It's been a After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. 
See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Tierney, Sal Licata back on the fan right now. Be caller number 13 at 866-540-WFAN. That's 866-540-9326. For your chance to win a $100 Dunkin' gift card from our friends at Dunkin'. Football Mondays on WFAN. Runs on Dunkin'. BT, before we get back to the calls here, we'll finish up Jets, Giants, King Cohen, Yamamoto, whatever's on your mind here. Uh, I have been feverishly refreshing Andy Martino's Twitter in particular because I think he's the one on top of this. He had a lot of the updates over the weekend as far as who was meeting with who. I know uh, Joel Sherman, I think, had some as well, but I'm watching Martino's, and he just tweeted, of note, uh, the Mets did make Yamamoto an initial offer prior to the Japan meeting, but not again at this weekend's dinner. Several teams are believed to have made an early offer after posting to show seriousness. Mm-hmm. These won't be final offers. This still could resolve this week. Yeah, I just pulled it up myself here. Does that make you feel better or worse? Great question. Uh, probably indifferent. I, I just in, initially yesterday, and I actually texted Andy this to to ask him. I was like, "Is my gut feel, common sense feel of?" The Mets made him an offer at that second meeting at King Cohen's house for dinner. And then Yamamoto wanted to go scramble and see if the Yankees could match and come up with a last-ditch effort because it was such a good offer and he still wants to be a Yankee. Is that is that right, my common feel? And he said he does not think that that's the case. Hmm. So, I mean, it's just, again, it's just opinions. Sure. But sure. I want my opinion either validated or – and he basically said they, they weren't at the offer process yet, which – they're not. I mean, as as he's been reporting, uh, you know, the Mets did, I guess, make an initial offer, but not like a real, hey, here's our final offer or whatever the case may be. So, is, is this is this the player that you that you've wanted most uh, ever for any of your teams in your life? It's a great question, and isn't it odd that it's a player that I've never seen throw a pitch in the big league level? Yeah, same here. Like, I mean, but yes, because of what it means. You heard. Remember, we, we did the I did the show when you were off that day, and you, you heard me talking about it. it's more than about. On the field, this is bigger than that. This is, um, you know, validating the King Cohen moniker that I've bestowed upon him. Like this is making the Mets 
on par with the Yankees and Dodgers in in that world. Not as far as results go, Mm -hmm. but this is a player that everybody wants. And if the Mets get him and lure him away, however they do it, from the prestige of both the Yankees and Dodgers, yeah, that means more to me than I think any free agent that they've signed in the past. Wow, it's amazing. You know, I just think about some of the players the Yanks have pursued, and it's it's close. It's it's close because I'm I'm getting tired of not mattering anymore in October. Right. Uh, you know, I think it's important perceptually, symbolically, that the Yankees fend off the Mets. Here. Right. Just like you think for the other reasons. You got to keep them at bay. You know, we can't let you guys get any oxygen. We got to keep you down, you know. Uh, Agreed. You know, so, I mean, I look back with Giambi and A-Rod and and more recently Garrett Cole and the Stanton stuff and, you know, Nick Free Agents pursuing and guys the Jets have got. I mean, this, this is up there, man. This is up there. Yeah, I this is a big one. Kevin is in Ocean City, New Jersey. What's up, Kev? Hey, thank you for taking my call. Thanks for making uh, it. Hey, Kev. Oh, uh, listen, I haven't heard, but I I know in their culture, Japanese culture, more so than us in this country, they have a lot more respect for their parents and older people than we do. And I don't know if the parents been to the to Cone's house, or even if they haven't, they've seen the house as far as. Hmm you know, with pictures and stuff and what they have. And I'm sure I'm not an art aficionado, but I'm sure there's some Japanese artists that are very well known. And I'm sure he has some of those paintings and some of those artifacts. And that can turn the tide because the parents have a lot more say, I think, with him than we think of as our our culture. Mm -hmm. And he's more, you know, and he's more culturally sophisticated than we are. And I think that can turn the tide. I don't don't know. I I don't know about that last point. I, I don't know his level of sophistication. I don't know his level of culture. I wouldn't say that it's absolutely higher than ours. I do think it's, you know, it's his painting with a broad brush, which is tricky to do. But yeah, I've got no problem saying that there, there just seems to be more respect and more emphasis on certain things with the Japanese culture than here in America. Yeah, I don't think any art in Steve Cohen's house is going to have an impact on Yamamoto's decision. I think it's going to be the personal touch. Mm-hmm. letting him know what the organization is about, what Steve Cohen and his wife, Alex, are about, what it's going to mean to be a Met moving forward. Now, these are all things that he's got to you know sell on the future because it, it, obviously the Mets don't stack up when you compare to the Yankees or the Dodgers So the and, and the most money. I mean, obviously, so it's those things. It's King Cohen being personal and going out of his way to fly to Japan, bringing him to his house for dinner. The most money, those are all things that I think are going to be big factors. But if, at the end of the day, BT, if he wants to be a Yankee and things are close to equal, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be equal financially. But if they're close, maybe he chooses the Yankees. Maybe oh, we'll find another, it. Uh, leaving that door ajar again, I noticed. A little bit of a theme of the show today. Well, uh, no, no. it's not. A, <laughs> believe me, he's signing with the Mets. I firmly believe that. But obviously, there's always a possibility that he can uh, choose elsewhere. But I do know this. The mo- the best offer will be from the Mets. Rob is calling from Colts Neck. What's up, Rob? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. On the uh, cleaning the house, which I'm totally for that, my concern is Woody Johnson with his history of lack of knowing, yep. you know, really his lack of football knowledge. And I'm just thinking, like, who's the guy sitting next to him in the office going, like, Woody, this is it. These guys have to go. Is there that guy in the organization uh, that's, like, you know, involved in that? And I'll hang up and listen to you guys, and thanks a lot. Well, there's – there's you got it. There's always a guy. The question is, is that guy well-versed enough to give him the best advice? And that's the problem. That's something I learned a long time ago. Uh, You know Amy Trask, right? Yes, of course. 
the former COO of the Raiders, for those who don't know, or the first female uh, executive. Awesome. And I, I did TV with her for about seven years. And I remember talking to her uh, during breaks, and at that point the Jets were awful as well. And I remember one thing, you know, not word for word, but she basically painted a picture of how, you know, the Jets' leadership, while, you know, Woody's a really good guy, she spoke highly of him as a person, they just didn't have league connections. And and that matters. That's who you hire, the conversation, who do you trust, who do you lean on? And I just don't feel like there's enough people in the Jets organization who are sage enough um, to give the advice that Woody needs. Well, why not then hire somebody who is a football guy? Like, doesn't yeah. it seem too simple? It, I don't know. Does, he keeps does. hiring inexperienced guys. Why? I don't know. Uh, like, first-timers, I mean, come on now. Oh. that's The Jets aren't going to get it turned around until that changes. Joe is calling from New Haven. What's up, Joe? How's it going, guys? Hey, Joe. What, uh, what are the chances you think Kafka gets fired and Dable takes over the play call next year? Because Kafka's been kind of awful this year. I know he's a lot of injuries and all that, but you got to figure out what you what you could do with what you have, and he hasn't been doing that. Those three games they won, I mean, DeVito is fun to watch. It's cool to win games, but... The defense won those games with the turnovers. What do you guys think? I disagree with that myself, Joe, and thank you for the call. I don't think there's any chance Kafka gets fired. Do you, BT? I don't think so. I don't I don't I don't think so. Wow. I think the fact that they've managed to look functional with their third quarterback is a testament to their direction. Right. Yeah, no, I, I view him as more of an asset personally. Yeah, uh, that that one makes no sense to me. It's not just about the defense. The defense, is, defense has been good, but I think the offense, it, without Tommy DeVito bringing them back in that game on Monday night, they're not beating the Green Bay Packers. Kafka and Brian Dable have made DeVito look like a competent NFL quarterback. I, I think the play calling has been there for DeVito, where he's making some good throws, having guys running open down the field, you know, to, to have some success here to the point that the Giants won three in a row prior to yesterday, obviously. Hey, Kafka's, hey, come on, he's not getting fired. I'm with you. He's more of an asset. Greg is in Westchester. What's up, Greg? Hey, how you doing? I wanted to thank you guys. Sorry for jumping around back to Cohen, but thanks for your approach. I am in total agreement, Brandon. I actually called you with the day that uh, Sal was off, but I had to listen all weekend to Joe B's diatribe against Cohen and it was I, I was so frustrated and he was trying to rile up Met fans that against Cohen like, oh I know he was uh well how he was all over the place he was so angry he was trying to rile people up that he's done nothing and it's going to be a failed season on December 16th I was extremely angry so thank you yeah I mean that's I you're welcome I like happier terms. I'd like you to be thanking me for and thanking us for. Uh, hey guys, that was that was a riveting couple of months. What an amazing journeys for the Jets and the Giants. You know, it's the opposite. It's like verbal medication. You know, I, I said this last week, and I'll say it again. And this pertains to Joe B. Nothing personal, but Joe B. or anybody else who says the same thing. If you can't see what King Cohen has done already. You have your head so far up your rear end, I can't help you. Like, there's, uh, again, the results may vary, and obviously they have varied. 101 win season, no postseason last year, and a disaster. But if you are too dumb to not be able to see what he's done and how that projects moving forward, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, it's right there in front of you. You know, I, yeah, I, I think in a lot of ways, and I don't know that every Mets fan would agree with this, but I, I, I'm gonna, you know, I, I'm not a, mo I love, I watch the Mets, I, I love covering the Mets, 
I love your passion for the Mets. My dad's a Mets guy, but I'm not coming from an emotional space for the Mets. So, mm-hmm. so maybe I'm actually in a weird way better equipped to look at it this way on some small level. Like I almost think that the 101 win season was a disservice to the Mets because it it so radically changed their the trajectory in the minds of so many fans when in a lot of ways they 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 that I know they literally won 101 games. When I say they weren't that team, that sounds almost unfair. I know what you mean. But they weren't that team. Right. And, you know, there's something to be said for slow, incremental growth. I know the Knicks are in a rough spot without Mitchell, and they can't play defense all of a sudden in the last 10 games, which is ridiculous. But (laughs) the the Knicks are a good example. Like, all right, during COVID, they they played, you know, more buttoned up defensively, and they squeezed however many wins, and they made the playoffs, and the Garden came alive when people could go back, and it galvanized us. And then you add a little piece, then you get Brunson, then you win a playoff series, and incremental progress is generally – the best way to go. Almost the same with the Giants last year. And I think it just creates unex- unrealistic expectations. Expectations are good, but when they're not fully rooted in reality, they're dangerous. Understood. But let's also just deal with the facts. How could anybody sit back and watch what King Cohen has done since he's taken over and think that he's not doing everything in his power to make this team a better organization? Like, I yep. just don't understand it. You can dispute and argue the results. Yes. How could you possibly knock what he's doing? You can't. You can't knock the investment. You can knock the, if you want to, you know, and listen, the circumstances, and there's a lot, and we all know them, and some are fair and some are unfair, but, you know, he's gone through a bunch of GMs, you know, mm-hmm. he fired, fired Buck, brought Buck in, Buck's gone, whether you think he should have been or not, he's gone. You hire a first-year manager, all right, leap of faith, let's see if it works out, blah, blah, let's see what they do with Pete. You know, he's trying. Now, Every door he's knocked on has not been favorable, but he's knocking, and he's not going to stop till he gets Yamamoto. All right, that does it for us, BT. Safe travels wherever you're going. Hope everything goes okay with that car I, I, there. I'm going nowhere. Man, because well, my car, car. Where am I going? Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow, going hopefully nowhere. at 10 a.m. All right. Well, I'm uh, taking my wife's car tomorrow. I don't know what she's going to do. Happy birthday, Jen. All right, that does it for us. Thanks, everybody who called and listened. Appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks to Dove and Hoff as well. Evan and Tiki, they're coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 